In this clinical podcast, Sandy spoke to Professor Nilish Samani, Medical Director at the British Heart Foundation, to help us understand some of the issues surrounding statin use. We look at how they work and how they benefit patients, the side effects and studies that have led to them being a headline buzzword and how this has affected the medication's use. Finally, we will discuss the role of the pharmacist in reassuring patients of the benefit of continued use of their statin medication and what the British Heart Foundation are doing to help patients. So just briefly, can you explain what statins are and what they are used for? So statins are a very widely used drug and they inhibit an enzyme in the liver which uh, reduces the amount of cholesterol or bad cholesterol that the liver makes. It has no effect on the good cholesterol? Um, no, not really. Uh, and, and this term good cholesterol, which is HDL cholesterol, you know, we, we know that it's related to, inversely related to coronary heart disease. Whether it's a good thing to treat, we don't know yet. What are the benefits of lowering your cholesterol? There's very powerful evidence that a high cholesterol level increases your risk of getting heart disease. So we have that evidence both from just observational studies, uh, where people have shown the link between a higher bad cholesterol level, LDL cholesterol level, and high risk of getting heart disease. We've got evidence from experimental models, you know, in animals that they provide a link. And most powerfully, we've got evidence from randomized clinical trials that if you treat people with, with high cholesterol and lower it, then you reduce the risk of getting heart disease. So the association between a high level of cholesterol, in particular bad cholesterol, and heart disease is very powerful. What's the difference between using statin therapy for primary prevention versus secondary prevention? So, so secondary prevention is a term we use mainly to describe people who already have existing heart disease. Basically, let's say they've had a heart attack or they've developed angina or they've had a bypass operation or an angioplasty with a stent. Then we classify those people as already got as having established heart disease. And so in that, in that group of people, the evidence that statins reduce your risk is okay. So these are the people where most of the trials have been done and the evidence is very powerful. So everybody who has coronary heart disease already established, they should really be on a statin unless there are some very important reasons why they can't be. Primary prevention is where people we don't know have developed heart disease and where they are using it to prevent them getting it. You spoke about how some people, unless there's a particular reason, shouldn't take statins. In general, most people should take them here in secondary prevention. Some of those reasons are obviously around the side effects. What sort of side effects can occur? So, I mean, statins are a very well-tolerated group of drugs as a whole. You know, we, these are very widely used. We know a lot about them. And certainly in the randomized trials that have been done, which are probably the best evidence of what you know, side effects statins have, you know, there are some rareish side effects, some very rare side effects. So one in several thousands, thousands of people can get a form of muscle problem called rhabdomyolysis, which you know, affect, attacks the muscles and causes problems with that. But, but that is very rare. In terms of other side effects, when you compare them with the placebo in, this, in the randomized trials, the evidence that they cause an increase in many side effects, you know, headaches and muscle aches, the evidence is much less strong. So I'm just going to ask furthermore on the side effects. Mm. Does age influence it or people being on multiple medications? Yeah, I mean, so there are particular drugs, you know, which, you know, I mean, the liver metabolizes most of the statins. And so, we, so we know that uh, if you take certain drugs that would increase the level of your statin because you're taking it concurrently, then that would obviously increase the risk of getting statins. Age is less, probably less important, but you know, some ethnic groups have a, a particular problem with statins, particularly people in, in, in the Far East. 
you know, they have a slightly different uh, risk of getting side effects, particularly amongst the Chinese. And that might be partly genetic because some work has already also shown that there are certain transporters in the liver which regulate the uptake of statins. And if you happen to carry a, a, a variation in those transporters, then your level of statins is high in the blood and you're more likely to get it. So there's a combination of some genetic uh, factors that influence it, some ethnicity factors which may be genetically related. But by and large, this isn't really, you know, it isn't a, a drug where we have a lot of interactions. Statins are one of the most commonly given out medicines in the community pharmacy, well, in yeah. any, any pharmacy hospital included. Yeah. But there seems to be recently, over the last number of years, yeah. headline news about statins based on various studies. Why do you think that it makes the headlines? Yeah. So I, mean, I think it's partly because they are, they, are, they are a very widely used group of drugs. I think we need to just sort of slightly um, distinguish you know, the use of statins. I mean, statins are not the only answer to lowering cholesterol. So, you know, when we advise people, you know, for primary prevention in particular, and also for secondary prevention, people should be taking care of themselves in other ways about a good diet, good physical activity, not to smoke, because it's no point substituting taking a statin and continuing to smoke to prevent heart disease. So I think those messages should get through. But what we learned also is that some people, despite taking a very healthy diet, will still have a high cholesterol level because it's not only, only dietary. Some people, there is an effect of diet on the level of you know, cholesterol in the blood, but a lot of people, cholesterol is made by the liver. And despite you taking a very healthy diet, your cholesterol may still be high. In those people, the great issue is around whether statin should be added in addition to all the other measures. So it isn't one or the other. The controversy has really risen because we are using it in a much wider pool of people. Because the clinical trial evidence suggests that at a population's level, not necessarily at a very specific individual level, that if you give people with, say, a 10% risk of having a heart disease, developing heart, heart attack in the next 10 years, which would be a 1% you know, risk a year, that giving statins on top of all the other measures would substantially reduce risk. So if you take a population perspective, if you, you, know, if you were the government, or you had a population health head-on, you'd ask the question, how could I prevent heart attacks in the whole population? And statins is one of the ways which helps. That raises me on to a bit of a strange point. I, whenever I was searching like different headlines and bits and pieces which have come up with statins over the last number of years, there was a bit of a controversy, whether true or not, about using statins in the water supply. Have yeah. you heard anything about that? Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, because that's so widely used, you know, that's, you know, once you get into, into saying that a larger proportion of the patients should be taking it, um, then you say, should everybody take it? You know, that's the, the water supply analogy. Um, I think that would be too extreme, and as you say, it would be medicalizing a wide proportion of the population. But I think so there's a balance to be struck here, and it depends on different views on things, and it depends on different countries and, and different priorities. But, you know, after a lot of consideration, because there is a very strong evidence that if there is a 10% risk for you over the next 10 years, taking a statin would reduce that by 30% for a population as a whole. That means preventing loss of heart attacks. You know, if, if you're talking about a 10% risk in the, in the population, that covers a very large number of people, then you may prevent five, ten thousand 10,000 heart attacks a year if you get added statin in addition to other things. I read an interesting study by the BMJ, which looked at statin use after quite a lot of media speculation on the positives and negatives of statin use between, I think it was October 13 to about March 14. There was quite a lot of headlines. Yeah. So after that, yeah. they did a study to sort of see whether people had continued using it. 
And it said things like doctors were still initiating statins at that point, so there wasn't much of a change there. But the people who'd been on long-term primary and secondary prevention, they were more likely to stop taking it. Yeah, so I think you know that, that is one of the concerns you know I would have as the medical director of the British Heart Foundation, which is that we want to prevent heart disease, or at least prevent people getting second problems if they've already got heart disease. And there's no question that statins are part of the armory that we have. Uh, and if people worry about you know, uh, reports that suggest that they shouldn't be taking statins or statins have very ill effects or are not beneficial and stop taking it for that reason in the wrong context, especially in secondary prevention. I mean, the evidence that people who already got heart disease should be taking statins and that will provide benefit is so powerful that nobody should be arguing about it. But people mistake that, of course, when they see the, with the headlines. You know, when they see a headline saying people should not be taking statins or statins have side effects then you know, the, the real people who would benefit most may stop taking it, and that would be a kind of concern to us. What um, is currently being done to sort of battle claims in the headlines? Yeah. So I think there was you know, a recent review in The Lancet which, uh, which, which looked at this question, taking trying to integrate all the data from the various clinical trials and comparing with the observational data that some people report. So there's you know, studies suggesting observational data that statins have you know, more side effects in terms of particular muscle aches. But when you look at the randomized clinical trials, which is probably the strongest type of evidence, then the current data we have, where you know, people don't know which one they're taking, and whether they're taking a statin or placebo, then you often see that for most of these side effects, which are very common in the population, people complain of muscle aches or headaches or having diarrhea, you know, those are common symptoms that people have. You find that when you do it in a blinded fashion, where people don't know which drugs they're taking in a randomized clinical trial, then for many of these side effects, there isn't a higher prevalence of side effects with statins. So, you know, the, the, there's a, the, the best evidence we have at the moment wouldn't suggest that for many of these reported side effects, which are reported in observational studies, that is due entirely due to the statin. And one of the views I have is that, you know, in the right people who need to take a statin, if you take a statin and you develop a side effect, which is often minor, then of course, if you're unsure, stop the statin, see if the side effect goes away, and you can be rechallenged. And if you develop it again, then you are a bit more certain. So they, you know, this is not something where you know, we are worried about dangerous side effects. Not something they should speak to a doctor about? Yeah. 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 Bearing um, that in mind, pharmacists, um, GPs, all different types of health professionals might be approached by patients who have read different things in the news yeah. or online yeah. and are confused. What advice should, should we then provide? I think the I think the Lancet paper was a very good paper in trying to pro provide a perspective on this. And we obviously need a bit more work, and then in, 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 if they say that you know there may be individual level of data coming forward, but the message should be certainly for somebody who's had a heart attack or is known to have heart disease, you know, unless there are very compelling reasons they can't take a statin, they should be on one. So if you see a patient in the pharmacy, or you know if you are providing advice and you know they've had a heart attack. Or they've had a bypass or a stent, they should really be, you know, they should not be cautioned against stopping the statin because the evidence is overwhelming. For primary prevention, you know, it's a little bit, you know, there's a gray zone there. And again, if the doctor has suggested that they should be done on good grounds and should be discussed fully with the patient, of course, that you know what the benefits are. So again, we say that you know, one percent risk a year of getting a heart problem, that 10% over 10 years then taking a statin reduces that risk by 
Now, we can't tell, you know, we can't individualize that more than that. We can't say it's you who is going to benefit or somebody else is not going to benefit because it's a, it's a population-based finding. Um, so I think that those people should again, I think, normally be recommended to take a statin. And if they have a side effect, then most of the side effects will be, will be minor. And we need to be sure that they are from the statin. Then it could be stopped and the side effects will go away. So I don't think people should be dissuaded from starting the statin or taking it. And certainly if they are feeling well on it and have a good reason for taking it, then they shouldn't be coming off the statin. Yeah. Without inciting fear in your patients and if they're concerned and you, you want to explain the consequences of having high cholesterol, what can you say to them without just telling them that you know they're going to have a heart attack? No, I mean, a high cholesterol needs to look at the context of other risk factors as well. I said it's one, we know that it's a very strong risk factor, uh, and the higher it is, the greater your risk. But of course, you know, if a person comes to see you and says, well, should I take a statin or not? And you think that the risk is high and you require a statin, it should be part of the sort of multifactorial management because you should say, if they smoke, then really the benefits of the statin start to disappear. You know, if they, if they, if they you know, if, 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 you know, if they're diabetic, that's one of the things where statins have particular benefits, you know, because their diabetes increases the risk and therefore statins will be particularly beneficial. So you look at, look at a person as a whole rather than just focus on just the cholesterol and nothing else. Is there anything else you want to add with statin use? No, I think, you know, it's been disappointing that there's been this, contra- you know, perhaps slightly, uh, you know, it's always important to raise the question mark around drugs, especially commonly used drugs like statins but we also would not want the wrong people to stop taking them. What does the British Heart Foundation do to sort of promote heart well-being, including the use of statins? Well, I mean, we have an enormous amount of, uh, of literature around different you know, healthy lifestyle, explaining the different sorts of heart disease, explaining what cholesterol is, you know, the good cholesterol, the bad cholesterol. So we have booklets, we have our website, which provides information on this. So, so people are... So even as, even as, a, as a practicing clinician, I find the BHF website very helpful even for clinicians to work at. And certainly for people who are not clinically trained, it's a wonderful place to go to look at things. If the patients come up to you and are concerned, where can you refer them to? Well, we have the BHF website, you know, which contains a lot of information. But we also have a helpline at the British Heart Foundation. If people have specific questions, you know, we can help address those. That was Professor Nilesh Samani discussing statin use. I want to thank him and the British Heart Foundation for contributing to this podcast. If you're interested in improving your clinical knowledge, check out the Chemist and Druggist CPD Package Update Plus. Case studies, modules, quizzes and more podcasts are available so you can choose how you want to learn. Thanks for listening.